Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, maybe it gets you through laundry or dishes or cleaning up after Thanksgiving surviving family. Maybe it gives you or gave you something to listen to with the family. There's a scary thought. Driving up and down the road, dragging yourself back into work after Thanksgiving. Or if you had to work through Thanksgiving. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of something to look forward to and hopefully it helps our country even if just a little bit. If you haven't noticed, by the way, just for those of y'all that haven't, uh, we've put out a few extra episodes this week, and if you subscribe to the monthly exclusive episodes, it's $3 a month, uh, you can access those and listen to them. So if you get a chance, there's a couple that I think are pretty interesting, obviously, or I wouldn't wouldn't record them. <laughs> Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. For the people that listen to it, share it. Be with them and their families, guide them, bless them, protect them. Protect us all from evil, Lord. Guide our country back to you. Thank you for the myriad, the just unbelievable amount of blessings that you have bestowed upon us throughout the history of our nation. Help us to be good stewards with that, to manage it well, to pass on to the next generation, and to pass on with the understanding that those those blessings come from you, and that we have a responsibility, a, a duty. President Adams told us that we have a duty to acknowledge that those gifts come from you, Father. Bless our marriages, Father, and our families, please. Forgive us our sins, Lord. And guide my words, Father. Help them to guide us back to you as a nation. In your son's name we pray. Amen. We're to go back to John Adams. Uh, day of fasting and humiliation, not Thanksgiving, 1798. Uh, back to this first paragraph, talking about the duty that we have uh, to acknowledge uh, that our dependence is on God, the truth that, that our safety and our prosperity depend on God as a nation, a national acknowledgement, uh, and that that duty not only is it our responsibility, but that it, it promotes morality and, and piety and a humble state, uh, which is the only way that social happiness can really exist, or a free government. You know, if you've ever been around, I know some of y'all have, sadly, some of you may have been around it recently at your family gatherings for Thanksgiving, but when you're around really proud people, 
happiness doesn't usually stick around, at least not for the other people in the group very long. Uh, and when you're around people that are immoral, that do things that are wrong, it doesn't matter, folks, whatever our sins are, that gossip or slander, steal, cheat, adultery, LGBTQIA relationships, sexual deviancy, you know, of any kind, abortion, gluttony, alcoholism, you know, drunkenness, whatever. All of those immoralities make life and, and social settings less comfortable, less happy. You know that. When those things occur, like when we're all responsible or we're all guilty of sin, folks, but the problem is when we start to try and pretend that it's not sin and, and we just kind of flaunt it, right? You have people in your family that come to your family gatherings, whatever time of year, Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, Fourth of July, doesn't matter, and and they do something, they act in a certain way, or they dress a certain way that's completely inappropriate and immoral. It makes it uncomfortable, right? You get you kind of, uh, <clears throat> my children have picked up this word. At school within the last year, it's cringy, right? Cringe, it's cringe. They don't, they don't you know, this is the texting generation, so they're just going to use just cringe and stop. It's cringe, which is... We won't go down the English path. Anyway, which is another reason that these Thanksgiving proclamations and these older writings ought to be taught in both English and history. So that's where we were. Uh, this first paragraph, we still got a lot to go just because it's so important, right? And as this duty at all times incumbent is so especially in seasons of difficulty or of danger, when existing or threatening calamities the just judgments of God against prevalent iniquity are a loud call to repentance and reformation. So what's he saying there? He's saying, look, we owe this to God all the time, but it's especially apparent when things are really difficult or dangerous or when we have existing or threatening calamities. We have that today. We have the existing danger of losing our republic to people that want to promote socialism and communism and leftism. We are being flooded with illegal immigrants. We have a very hostile and growing Muslim population that is, this isn't about skin color, folks, or ethnicity. This is about ideology and faith that is very hostile to America, very anti Christian, very anti-American, right? We have the calamities of failing marriages and families, the destruction of the family, right? The promotion of feminism. And, and some of y'all out there are rolling your eyes right now, and that's fine. But these aren't little things, folks. We've pretended for too long that these are little issues. Ah, it's not going to, it's not that big a deal. It's a huge deal. 
right? Like marriage, for example, if you don't have a husband and wife that are putting each other first above everything else except God and giving 100% to each other first, whatever that looks like for your marriage, right? Like if you don't have a husband that's out busting their butt trying to provide for their family and that's what the wife needs to feel loved and cared for and secure, probably got some issues. <laughs> Flip side of that, if you don't have a wife who's at home busting her butt to please her husband, right? Whether you're talking about making home or sex or whatever it is, probably have a problem. And it, it really ties in, which is not shocking because God uses the analogy between Christ and the church for the husband and the wife. It really ties in to we have forgotten how much we need each other and how much we need the differences that men and women bring to the table. We don't need two uh, men, basically, and I'm not talking about the transgender or the LGBTQIA. What I'm saying is we don't need a man and then a woman working to be a really good man, right? That doesn't make a marriage work. Just like we don't need a woman who's trying to be feminine and a woman married to a man who's also trying to be feminine and a woman and successful in those realms of womanhood. We don't need that, but that's what we've gotten to today. And so we have all sorts of calamities and, and we're starting to see abortion. Forgot that. That's arguably the largest one. You're starting to see the destruction and the problems. And, and he's saying, Adams is saying, these are just judgments of God against prevalent inequity, against our sins, against our failings. But why does he do that? And this goes back to, I think what we talked about yesterday, this relationship between us and God as a father, as a parent. Why does a good parent discipline their children? It's not because they hate them. It's not because they want to make their lives miserable. It's because they love them. And they want them to stop doing whatever it is that they're doing that's wrong, right? That's what he says. It's a loud call to repentance and reformation. Folks, it's hard to imagine a much louder call right now to repentance and reformation than we're getting as a nation. COVID a few years ago was a little tap on the shoulder. And we're getting a little harder tap each year on the shoulder. And God's saying, look, you've already got a pretty steep price to pay. Turn back. Change the way you're acting. Don't just keep going down the same path, right? Again, the marriage analogy is so good. So good. If you have a spouse, one spouse that's cheating or ignoring the other spouse or whatever it is that they're doing that is wrong. You can't, that spouse can't keep going down that path and expect the marriage to stay functional, first of all, or happy in any sense of the way, uh, of the word. But even really just to stay together, you're going to have a split. You're going to have a divorce. You're going to have a war. And that's that's where we're headed as a country. You, you can't have 
neither side is perfect, folks, but you can't have people that are trying to follow the founding faith and principles of our nation based on the teachings of Christ and people that hate and abhor those teachings of Christ and expect them to live together in unity and peace. just not it's not logical so I've read this a couple years and and I can't really remember if I've put this together or not before but 1798 was just right at the very beginning a year or two before the Barbary Wars or right at And so when you read this, and what did the Barbary pirates do, right? They captured our ships, enslaved our sailors, and forced the United States to pay tribute. And and this is one of the great little, excuse me, one of the great little clips uh, from Wall Builders Association. Go, they've got they've got a really good article on. Uh, the Treaty of Tripoli, among other things, but just the Barbary Wars in general. But you go and you look, and you can find this a number of places. At one point, I think it was Jefferson, maybe Franklin or Adams, I can't remember who all went. They went to England, I think, but they went to talk to the emissary or uh, whoever it was, some representative of Tripoli or, or these Barbary pirates. And said, hey, why are you doing this? Why We've never, as a nation, as America, we've never gone to war against a Muslim nation. Uh, we don't have any beef with y'all. We're not like these other Christian nations that have just gone to war with you simply because you're Muslim. So why why are you doing this? And the emissary responds and said, because it's our right. Because it's what the Quran teaches us. Because you're infidels. And it's our responsibility to attack you at every possible place and time. And so you tie this into what Adam said here. Still in this first paragraph, folks, it's just phenomenal. And as the United States of America are at present placed in a hazardous and afflictive situation by the unfriendly disposition, conduct, and demands of a foreign power, invinced by repeated refusals to receive our messengers of reconciliation and peace, by depredations on our commerce, and the infliction of injuries on the very many of our fellow citizens while engaged in their lawful business on the seas, Folks, you look around Europe today, you look around America, there's no way to sugarcoat this. And uh, if you've been overseas and seen the kind of society that is produced by Islam, it's not peaceful. It's not tolerant. And this multicultural idea that all cultures and all faiths are equal is the opposite of the truth. Hmm. 
But you have to acknowledge the reason that America was better, was greater. And it's not because of us, folks. It's because of God and our relationship with Him. And if we're not going to acknowledge that, right, then we're going to keep going down this path. And what does Adams tell us, right? So you see the problems that we're having today, especially in late in the news with the Muslim population here in America. It's not, not racist. It's not phobic in any way, folks. It's a statement of fact. Look at our college campuses. Look at what that ideology is doing. Look at what they acknowledge themselves as their responsibility as Muslims. You know, that's the thing that a lot of people just, one of the things coming back from overseas that I noticed that Americans just have no clue about. That is that these actions recently by Hamas, they weren't being bad Muslims. They were being good Muslims. The The Muslim friends that you know, and I had a couple overseas, folks. I had a few men that were really pretty decent men. Those people in your life that you know, some of y'all out there, you have Muslims that are in your friend circle, maybe in your family circle. Maybe some of y'all even listen the actions of Hamas, when you go back and read the Quran, and maybe we need to do that sometime, they weren't being bad Muslims. They were doing what they've been doing since the very beginning of our nation. They were stealing our ships, enslaving and selling, killing our people. And if there would have been women on those ships, if there were women, they would have raped them and tortured them and sold them just like they're doing in Israel. And if there were any children that they couldn't use, they would have thrown them overboard and killed them and gotten rid of them. And maybe they did. The point is we're seeing the same thing. And so what is Adams? What does he say at the very end of this first paragraph? Under these considerations, it has appeared to me that the duty of imploring the mercy and benediction of heaven on our country demands at this time a special attention from its inhabitants. We're there, folks, and we'd better be given special attention to God and to seeking His mercy, His protection, His blessings, and changing the way that we live our day-to-day -day lives. If we're just going to seek His blessings and not actually change, you go back to the marriage analogy, just like the, the difference in citizens in America. If you're going to seek that love and affection from that other spouse, but you're not going to change, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. And it's going to be miserable, and it's going to lead to war. If you really want your marriage stronger, if you really want your relationship with God stronger, if you really want 
your nation stronger. All three of those situations. You have to change the way that you're acting each day. If you're the party that's going down this wrong path. And, and so for us today, there's a number of us that claim to be Christian, that claim to follow Jesus Christ just with our lips. And we hadn't been doing a very good job otherwise. And, and now the, the bills come and do, folks. And it doesn't matter if previous generations were responsible for most of this or some of this or all of this. It doesn't matter. It's not all of it. I promise it's not. It's what's going on now, today. Great quote by Tolkien, if I can find it. I'll read it some other time. God bless y'all, your marriages, your families, America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.